Hi friends, my name is Landon Wietrich, and this is Inquire Inside. Today I have the pleasure of sitting down with Cole Lionberger. Cole is a law enforcement officer in the St. Louis metropolitan area and has been a friend of mine for many years. Everything Cole shares in this episode is strictly his opinion and perspective, and for these reasons, we are not going to mention his specific department. The mission of Inquire Inside is to provide a space to learn through real discussion, transparent discussion that brings to light perspectives and ideas you may not have considered. This conversation with Cole will give you a glimpse of what it's like wearing a badge and working with people on their worst days. Cole is gracious enough to answer a lot of questions I had, and several of them are surrounding sensitive subjects in our culture today. Among many other topics, we discuss, is there an us versus them mentality between citizens and law enforcement? How seeing the negative side of people repeatedly can wear you down? The two incidents where the cops were called on me, and how he feels about the calls to defund the police. Without further ado, we're going to jump right into this conversation with Officer Cole Lionberger. Because I, I, a dog's hat for you guys, what, seven years ago, something like oh, that? Oh, really? Uh, where'd we go? Remember. Do you remember? Ugh. Was it Disney World? It may have been. Okay. It may have been. But this was probably in 2014, I want to say. Okay. That sounds about right. It would have been... Yeah, I think that sounds about okay. right. And uh, I don't know what, what made me think of this the other day, but um, I think I was just kind of thinking about having you on the podcast and everything. And I thought of the time where... You and your family invited me over for Thanksgiving dinner, and I, was I, your family out of town? I, I, think, it was, I think it was I when thought, they they already lived in Chicago or yeah. something. They moved to Chicago. Yeah, oh. but I was just like, that was so cool. That was so nice of your you and your mom, and that was awesome. It was very thoughtful of you yeah, guys. We so were happy. Thank to you have for you. that. Yeah, it was a I, yeah, um, you know, kind of a you know around the holidays and your family's not there. I think I was working retail at the time, and so I think um, I want to say I had dinner with you guys, and then I had to leave early. Because our store opened that evening. Oh, for uh, Black Friday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Were you working at Cabela's then? No, that was Buckle. Buckle. Yeah. Okay. In the uh, St. Clair. Square. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I thought I was like, man, well, that was so nice of them to, to do that for me as, as a, uh, I don't know, uh, how old would I have been? Like 20. <laughs> 20, oh, 23 something like that yeah. <laughs> it's just let's just invite this this poor yeah. kid to thanksgiving dinner no no we were we were happy to have you <laughs> they always really liked you so oh well i i always had so much respect for for you and your, your parents and everything i'll never forget when i did house sit um i think it was after you guys got back your dad was like Lena didn't drink the the uh was over the the milk yeah the milk <laughs> What was his issue with the milk? He was no, because he was like, because I think it was bad by the time you guys got back, and he thought I was gonna drink it, but I thought I wasn't. I was like, well, this is their house; I shouldn't be eating their food. Mm. And he was like, well, Landon could have had the milk, and then it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have gone to waste. Uh, you know what? You should have told him, shut his mouth, because he just he likes giving people hell like that. So. But it was it was in a good way. He was just like, I think he yeah. was just like, no, like, like you could have totally done this. And I was like, oh, I thought I wasn't supposed to touch anything. What <clears> what what? What's the brand of milk? Overwise. Um, uh, it was Overwise. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I was thinking that, but it wasn't for sure. That's that's some cream yeah. of the crop right there. No, oh, yeah. no pun intended. That's some yeah. good stuff. Um, 
So we we went to SIUE at roughly the same time. Right. Um, and then I'm, tr- yeah. Cause then we, we worked together then for a, a little while. At what point did you like start really thinking about law enforcement? Oh, okay. So, um, throughout college, um, I was trying to be a pilot. I was trying to be a fighter pilot. I thought I remembered that vaguely. Uh, right. Uh, I think Air even, Force? Or? Well, I bounced around. First okay. it was it was Coast Guard. It was uh okay. some undergrad program uh, that you'd apply for and then when you graduated, um, you'd go to OCS. But uh applied for that two years. I think he even wrote me a, a recommendation letter. Yeah. Is uh, that so that's what that was for? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um I was trying to fly helicopters in the Coast Guard. Um, That didn't work out. Uh, I got passed over two years. And then uh, I had tried applying for OCS straight out of of college. Okay. And uh, that was for the Navy. I was trying to be a a fighter pilot. Okay. And uh, I was all set to do my interview and everything. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, when you apply... Or when you enlist in the military, you go for, you know, a physical, of course. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm down there doing my physical. And, uh, you know, they do eye tests, blood work, all you know, all that good stuff. So they, I remember they had this, it was just this cheap little plastic machine. And uh, they were doing a depth perception test. Okay. And I, the ladies, you know, it was just four dots. That's all, that's all you can see uh, when you look in this machine. And the lady's like, all right, one of those dots should be jumping out at you. And I'm like, what? No, no, I don't see anything like that. She's like, okay, <laughs> hang on. Uh, you know, she's playing with the machine a little bit. And she's like, what now? And I'm like, no, still nothing. They all look the same. She's like, all right, well, you failed. So I was like, what? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, she was like, yeah, Just you like failed. That. So I'm, you know, I'm like, well, vision's a big deal to be a pilot, you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I talked to my recruiter and he's like, yeah, man, you're, you're done. Oh. You're disqualified for that. And I went and I saw a specialist. They told me my depth perception was totally fine. I got it in writing, sent it up to them. They were like, no, we got to use our machine. So just like that, it was over. So I'm sorry to get off topic, but uh, that was my initial plan. No, no, no. Um, You're fine. So you think it was just, I mean, and, and what's one of those things you'll probably never know, but sounds like it could have just been their dumb machine. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it looks like something you'd buy at the dollar store. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It could have been. I, I don't know. I really don't. It's it's in the past now. So. Yeah. So but, that uh, was kind of the a part of what led you to law enforcement then. Uh, right. I mean, uh, I always, I went to school for criminal justice. And that was just that, as a, yeah. um, kind of a fallback plan, I guess you could say. But uh, when the pilot thing didn't work out, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to use my degree. And I uh, just started shopping around for, for different places to apply. And luckily enough, one picked me up. So That's awesome, man. Your dad was in the military as well. Right? He was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in the Air Force. Okay. Um, my mom actually was too. I was going to say, I, I, not that it, when I said it, I was like, because, um, yeah, I thought I remember like, your mom was as well. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you've been in law enforcement now for how many years? Uh, coming up on year four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So a uh, little bit, but still fairly new. So 
So I guess they have better uh, depth perception machines. Uh, actually, it's not. It's not. Uh, I don't remember them testing my depth perception. So, but uh, you know, I'm not walking into walls or anything. So I think I'm all right. Well, I was like, you're you're on the ground now. So maybe I don't know if that makes a difference or not versus being in the air. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, awesome, man. Um, so you know, when, for for me. I'm, I'm, I'm still somewhat in the fitness industry now with, with what I do mm-hmm. career wise, but when I kind of meet somebody new and, uh, they find out how much I enjoy, you know, I, I still work out a lot. Right. And we, yeah, we, I, we, I, we I see together. the, uh, the daily, uh, uh, house of pain. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Snapchat uh, or uh, Instagram, Instagram story. Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is that the same, uh, Captain America shaker that you've had for the last 10 years? No, no. So I had, <laughs> I think uh, it, initially it was plastic. Okay. It was just a normal shaker. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is uh stainless or, or whatever. I've had this guy, I've had this one for a little while, but it's only been like three years. Okay. Maybe not even that long. Just a couple of years. I gotcha. Big, big uh, Captain America fan though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, we were talking about, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about working out. Oh yeah. So yeah. I was talking about working out. So when people kind of find out that I really enjoy the gym mm-hmm. and you know, how much I, I train and, and like how I eat and stuff like that, they start kind of making excuses for their health habits, their eating habits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I get a lot of the same responses like, oh, if I could just get rid of this and they, and they kind of grab their stomach or their love handles or yeah, something yeah. and this is my problem or I just, I just love, uh, I just love donuts too much, something like that, you know? Oh, yeah. So I, my whole point is when people kind of find out, like, that's my thing, I get these typical responses. Mm-hmm. Do you get typical responses? Let's say if you're, if you're sitting in the barber chair and they're cutting your hair, like, 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 what do you do for a living? And you tell them, well, I'm in law enforcement. Do you get, do you get certain responses like, or certain responses uh, like, like something about, like, speeding or? Um. Gosh, uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, every everybody has their their typical uh, their responses to stuff, but uh, um, you know, I, you know, I go to bars. I don't know if you go to bars or not, but uh, you know, people. I get. I don't know if I don't look like I'm in law enforcement okay. or, or or what might be the case, but people seem to uh, feel very comfortable around me. I guess I would say. I, I mean, I've been at the bar. People are, you know, they're making small drinking, talk. they're making small talk, and they're talking about doing other stuff. And usually, usually that's when it comes out. Okay. Because uh, you're like, yeah, I don't do that because. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. They're like, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I, I remember this one time when I was on the golf course, and uh, they, they put us with this random guy. Okay. Okay. Uh, me, me and one of my other buddies. And uh, this guy, you know, he's a real party animal. Oh, no. And uh, he's, you know, drinking heavily, so he's feeling pretty good. But uh, he, he asks us if we want to go do a, a bump, you know, <laughs> I guess would be the way to put it. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm like, no, man, I can't do that. You know, I'm uh, I'm a, I'm in law enforcement. And he's like, oh, you know, it really, it made him uncomfortable. Yeah. So, but it's usually, it's just stuff like that, you know. Kind of going off of what you were saying a little earlier, you said people typically seem to feel pretty comfortable around you. 
are you saying that when they do find out, do they seem to then get a little uncomfortable? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, people definitely, um, they, they treat you differently. And, uh, it's, it's not something I, I usually like to, to advertise, mm-hmm. especially when I'm out. Um, and I'll, you're you know, off duty. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm off duty. I don't want anybody to know. Yeah. Um, I don't put it out there. So, um, but in, in cases like that, I, I kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, seeing that reaction. I, I just can't help myself. <laughs> so, well, also it sounds like this guy wasn't necessarily, I mean, he wasn't like a buddy. He just got, no, no, no. You. Yeah. He's the first yeah. time I met the guy. Um, but for whatever reason, he felt comfortable enough with me to, uh, uh, you know, to let that one fly. And I don't think he was sitting on that, on that hand. So <laughs> it was, it was kind of fun. I mean, I'm sure that has to, I mean, it's like a celebrity, like when they, they, they goes out, they don't want to be, they don't want to be, have, have that kind of attention or be thought of in a certain way all the time and it sounds like that's kind of what what you're saying is just like i i want to take a break from this for a second yeah me- mentally mm-hmm. um i i don't know if uh i mean the correlation is uh that i mean that's how you feel i, I don't necessarily know if if that's how it is in reality sure, i guess sure um I, it might just kind of feel that way most people i'm sure are just like you know whatever or, you know not a big deal but um that's just kind of where you're at, and that's that's where the world is now. You yeah. know what I mean? You got to watch yourself and um, keep your nose clean. You know what I mean? So yeah. But I would say, regardless of what your occupation is or anything, nobody. It, it's it's just not the most pleasant feeling when somebody finds out something personal about you, and then all of a sudden you kind of see something in their eyes, and they start treating you different. That that's yeah. what you're saying. That mm-hmm. part is kind of. That that's what kind of sucks. Yeah, um, I. It, it's never had a negative, uh, like any negative, connotation. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Um, usually, they just, I guess, are more careful what they, what they say and do. Mm-hmm. It makes them feel, I don't know, like they got to be on their best behavior. I guess. Yeah. So, um, which isn't a bad thing, but people just they they tend to tighten up on you a little bit. And but at the same time, you, you're, I'm sure you're not looking to put pressure on anybody. Oh right? no, not yeah, at you, all. You don't want them to feel any no. any pressure, like they no. need to act a certain way. No. Um, tell me, what does a typical day look like for you? I mean, is it is does it contrast significantly from from day to day, or? Uh, yeah, and honestly, that that is one of the few great things about the job it can also be bad um but every day you go to work you have no idea what you're gonna find yourself in you know what i mean it could be typical day just go out and you make a few stops and go eat dinner and then call it a night or uh building collapses and you're you know you're working for 16 hours and um you know, it's just absolute chaos. So, yeah, it's one of the things I enjoy. It just it keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing ever gets stale, and uh, just makes it interesting. You know what I mean? But, of course. <clears throat> Do you have a partner, or are you usually with a partner? Or oh no, you're always uh, you're always by yourself. Really? Yep. Okay. Always rolling alone. Okay. So, 
Lone Ranger out there. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, and you kind of you kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, or, or, or maybe this isn't this isn't even what you were alluding to. Like you kind of mentioned the the day and age that we're in. Um, do you feel like? Do you feel supported? Do you and like the your your fellow officers? Do you guys feel supported by society, by the community in general, currently, um, or not so? Definitely, much? yeah. You do. I, uh, okay. I I couldn't tell you the last time I went to work, and you don't run into somebody at least once a day that's thanking you for your service, or, okay, or trying to go out of their way to um, just tell you how much they appreciate you. Um, so there's definitely um, strong feeling of support from the community. But uh, it just it varies from community to community. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I do. I would imagine that it probably does fluctuate depending on, like you said, the the community. And I do imagine just knowing a little bit about like well, like mm-hmm. the area that you work. Right. I I could see that being more the case. Just just more more getting more support from the community. Right. And I, I guess one to expand on that a little more. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't go to say that that community doesn't necessarily appreciate us. It's just the way things work. Um, you you can't vocalize it. I guess it's it's kind of a uh, us or them. It's so funny. I, I literally I literally have that written down here. That was going to be my, my next question. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm just going to read it to you. Just do you do you feel it's an us versus them mentality between cops and civilians? And 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 I'm saying let me let me clarify that a little bit. <clears throat> Both from your perspective and like do you, do you, do you and your fellow officers feel that way? And does it seem that society has that mentality? Like oh, it's us us versus the cops. Um, there are definitely. There are definitely some characters you run into that uh, portray that mindset, but it's it's I at least I I can speak from uh, my experience with my department. We we do a lot of training in that area. Um, policing is. What, what do you mean in that in that area? Um, public relations, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. Is is what I'm getting at. Um, kind of how to how to maybe de-escalate and handle those sensitive situations. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I you know, I was never one to think of myself as as someone who'd be a a, a cop anywhere. Just the way I am, you know, I'm I'm pretty laid back, uh, soft spoken. Um, but it, it's it's kind of gearing more that direction instead of. Uh, hard you're gonna you're gonna do what I say all the time it's it's more of just a a good old boy system you're just you're just talking to you're having conversation with people that's that's really I guess is the only qualification I would say you have to have you have to be able to talk to people mm-hmm. and uh you um I'm sorry to get off topic but no no, no uh, you're fine I guess to go back to your question you run into characters that um definitely portray that mindset but if if you can just sit there and talk to them like a human being, it it 
is very effective at eliminating that, I guess. So when did you when did you learn that? Or how did you learn that? <clears throat> I it's just something, you know. You you pick you pick up from after each repetition. I mean, you you can try that you can try handling things a certain way. If it doesn't work, switch it up. And then you just kind of develop your own style, I guess. So, um, so nobody, n- nobody taught you this. Somebody came to you and says, Hey Cole, you need to do it this way. You, you kind of figured this out based off of various kind of trial and error, essentially various interactions with different people. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess it's talked about, you have an FTO, you know, a, a field training officer and, you know, you kind of see how they interact with people and uh, how others interact with people. Mm-hmm. And you, you you pick, you know, you choose the good from the bad. And uh, sure, it's it's definitely more effective than I'm the police, you're going to do what I yeah. say. And that's just how it's going to be. You know what yeah. I mean? So hmm. you catch more... Uh, I don't know what's what's that saying. We're, oh, uh, uh, flies with flies vinegar. Correct. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm thinking. Of. <laughs> sure. So, totally botched it, but <laughs> thanks for bailing <laughs> no, me out. No, you're me. good. Um, you know, it's and that's one of the many things I feel like civilians don't recognize and i'm using the word civilian just to you just like i could just say people people don't recognize is the multitude of different types of people that you've had to encounter and also multiple you know countless different types of situations because this one person is this personality might behave completely different in this situation Mm -hmm. like if a if a car accident was involved, if, um, you know, f- physical harm was involved, which unfortunately that's you, that's, well, I shouldn't, uh, you, you, I, I shouldn't tell you what you know, but I would, I would imagine oftentimes when you are involved, it's because something unfortunate happened. So emotions are already running, you know, you yeah. know they're, they're pretty sensitive right. and, and, uh, you know, that's the interesting thing about it is, uh, most of the time you ask people, you know, why do you, why do you want to be in law enforcement? The, I guess one of the answers you frequently get is, you know, I want to help people. But, uh, unfortunately when people see us, it's a bad day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. Something happened. Bad you happened, got, you yeah. got in a car accident or, uh, I don't know, someone stole your wallet, something <clears throat> like that. You know what I mean? So, um, very rarely, Do you get to directly uh, influence someone's day on a positive note? I guess so. Does that is is it hard to? Does that get old? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Does that kind of can that be can that kind of wear you down? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, it, it grinds you down because. <clears throat> Of course, you know, it, it's a bad day for, for the people we deal with. Um, emotions are flaring and, you know, I, I've been yelled at I don't know how many times. Um, so th- that gets old, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're dealing with the the side of people that nobody really wants to. Um, so nobody it, else will. Oftentimes, well, yeah, and I mean, we're we're seeing that more and more. No, nobody wants to be the police anymore. We can't even get people hired. So yeah, um, yeah, it has good days, bad days. So. And, and forgive me if this is a poor comparison, but I've, in, in previous, uh, you know, chapters of my career, I've, I've been in customer service and, and essentially, <laughs> Oh, that's worse, man. That's worse. <laughs> well, I was, I was just going to say how I felt sometimes I, is mm. I, and, and again, I, I hate to make that comparison because that's, that's nothing like law enforcement, but where, where the, the parallel is is that like you said when you're talking to them it's because they're having a problem and so you're getting called you're getting called names and, and the like your product that they're using is is getting you know belittled and all that kind of stuff and you're sometimes you're dealing with with a person that doesn't really even seem to be rational mm. and so there was definitely several times that i was just kind of like i felt like it was affecting my attitude in general because i was just like man everybody's just yeah. There's a lot of jerks out there, right, you yeah. know, and you kind of, and I think that kind of leads into my next question is, is it, is it hard to kind of have faith in society? Like when you kind of see the worst of the worst uh, yeah, you so know, often. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's a really actually a great comparison. Um, okay. Some of the worst, I think some of the worst experiences I've had were working retail, um, <laughs> just as far as how people treated you. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's very similar now. I think the only difference is when, you know, I, I worked at Walgreens as an undergrad. Um, you know, they see some kid behind the checkout counter that, uh, you know, he really can't say anything back to me. You know, they, yeah. they act a different way. It, it's a different it's a different style um but you know i had people throw money at me um just yeah i mean you you, you that doesn't suck like a job at walgreens oh believe it man i'm saying like people were throwing never i'm sorry i took oh, that yeah, yeah, I, I see uh no i that was uh no i wasn't uh working a second job you know after hours or anything like that uh yeah but you, you, you get to that point, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Um, so many people show you a, a bad version of themselves, yeah. but uh, you just kind of got to compartmentalize that, mm -hmm. throw it out and forget about it, and uh, you could run into them two days later, totally different person. Okay. Um, okay. But it, 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 it wears down on you, yeah. but... I mean, like I said, every day, there's there's rarely rarely a day I go to work and somebody's not telling me how much they appreciate what you do for them. I mean, complete strangers. So you, you have you have good experiences and bad experiences. You just it's it's how you deal with it, I guess. Wow. Okay. Um. So let's let's shift gears here just just for a little bit. I mean, we're, we're in some ways. I guess this is kind of consistent because we're talking about interacting with 
society and you mm-hmm. know, different different people in society. And again, I'm really thankful just with the community that you're in. For the most part, you're you're, you're respected, and it's really something how that can vary depending on the demographic, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, so you know, I can still carry. Yeah. How do my understanding is just from like the, the other people that carry that I talk to and their interactions with cops and stuff for the most part that cops don't have a problem with civilians and guns for the most, like if, as long as you acquire the weapon legally and everything, does that, does that from what you're, from your perspective, and this could be <clears throat> your feelings. This could be what you witness from other you know law enforcement officers. Do most of them, almost maybe appreciate civilians carrying or does it, does it bother them a little bit? Um, no. Um, most officers I work with very, uh, very pro second amendment. Um, they, I I don't think there's something you should be afraid of, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, I deal with people all the time. Um, you know, make make a make a stop, and they're they're like, "Hey, man, you know, just letting you know, I'm I'm carrying right now. It's on my belt, and I always appreciate it. Um, it's I, I don't think it's something to be afraid of. The the more people out there that are um, carrying legally, and uh, in a perfect world, uh, I don't know. But, but I I guess the the more the better." is, is okay. my mindset. I like um, it. And I see that a lot. And uh, and you would say other officers share that sentiment. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's, that's good to know. And it's, it's one of those things where my, my father-in-law, he was a police officer for 17 years. Okay. And I, I want to say that's right. 17 years. Um, my wife will correct me later if I said that wrong, but, um, you know, and I, I know you and I've known other law enforcement officers over the years. And so I have, you know me, I, I have nothing but utmost respect for, for law enforcement. But, um, I think I'm also, um, just being a part of the gun community. Like I said, most guys in the gun community, they, they see, you know, police officers as allies, you know, when it comes to the, like the value in the second amendment and everything and, and, um, you know, the right to defend yourself but then there are some, and these are the guys that I, I butt heads with a little bit. They they see law enforcement as like like restricting or trying to you know. But I, I think that could be because they maybe had a a negative interaction with a police officer sure. probably at one time. Sure. Um, but then I some guys it's hilarious. They're like, yeah, like when I get pulled over, like like the cops are so excited about like all the the the, the mods I have in my gun, like yeah. they want to look at it and right. everything. <laughs> so. So you kind of have, you've got both types, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because, you know, it's, it should be a, it should be a matter of, yes, it's, it's law enforcement's, okay, I, I, w- I want to say this correctly. I, I want you to understand what I'm saying, but then also just like for the listeners, but like, it's not the citizen's job to do the cop's work. And in, in the sense that in this, um, we shouldn't be stepping on your toes. That's more what I'm saying. But I feel like I'm explaining this very wrong. 
if um but like what you said if they are carrying hopefully that makes the whole community safer right. if they're kind of having each other's back mm. what i'm saying though cole for example um there was a very there was a, a, a recent trial that took place about an incident that happened down south like in georgia or something like that mm. and i won't i won't say any names or anything just because i might i might get it wrong but um you it was a, my understanding of this particular situation was um, a father and a son saw another man running through their neighborhood, and they thought that he they thought that he could have been um, doing something he shouldn't have been, and so they did call the cops. But then they hopped in a truck with while they were holding guns, the guns were out, and they chased after this guy, mm. and they tried to subdue him, and 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 we know it went south. That's what I'm saying that I do not agree with. Right. They called the cops, which was good, mm-hmm. but then they then they tried to do the cops' job. That's what I'm saying that I we should not do. Mm-hmm. If this if this individual who is running, if he became a threat to them personally, that's a different situation. In this situation, he was just a guy running. Right. Um Yeah, so I don't know. My mindset on that is bad move. Um I agree. Yeah. Uh, they, I, what they should have done was just call the police and, uh, and they did, but they should have waited. It's like that, that no life was being threatened in that moment. Yeah. I I guess call the police and, and let them, let them do their thing. And, uh, I guess kind of mind your own. Yeah. Um, (laughs) what, what, what I'm talking about where, where I'm really pro second amendment is, um, let's just say you, you take the family out shopping and, uh, you know, you're in you're in the mall and we're seeing it more and more if there's an active shooter situation you just you don't you don't want to be the person that's like i i, I can't do anything i'm yeah. just i'm trapped here and i'm helpless um that that's that's where it's a good thing but you're absolutely right there are always always people who take it a step too far and uh that's unfortunately you know that's that's where the issue lies but uh I, I guess my ex- the only thing I can talk about is my experience with people is that they're not like that. Most of them are just they're not all caring trigger, ha- for, not trigger happy. Right. Yeah. They're just caring for self-defense. Yeah. So caring for their families, for their community. Correct. Yeah. So um, if you do it that way, I'm, I'm all for it. But uh, if, if you're looking to go out and uh, I don't know, like you have a hero complex or something like that, yeah. then probably not for you. Yeah. And that's, I agree with you 100%. Um, I always look at it like if, 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 uh, life is in immediate danger, mm-hmm. you know, if there's an immediate threat right there, set where seconds matter. Right. And like I said, lives are on the line. It's your, if you, I don't care if you're a, a police officer or a citizen, it's your duty to stop that threat mm-hmm. by any means necessary. Right. Somebody who looks suspicious that's running away from you. No, that's. Like you said, right. maybe maybe call the cops if you have a suspicion, yeah. but mind your own business. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's very easy for most, but not so easy for some. Yeah. Okay, let's let, let's talk about this for a little bit, and this is uh, another thing I want to make sure that I'm I explain correctly. Stereotyping or profiling. 
and I don't know if those reasons are even the right words. Mm-hmm. Hear, hear me out on this. So if I'm out in public and there's an individual that I'm reading their body language and something's just off, mm-hmm. or maybe they, it, it could be body language, or maybe like they, they got their hood pulled up, you know, I can't see their, like for some reason they kind of seem to be trying to kind of hide themselves. What am I doing there? To me, that's a matter of survival. I think that's in, in every, in every one of us, regardless of if you're a human being, this is like, if you just see something that's out of place, we all kind of sense, we can sense that in people. If this Mm -hmm. person is nervous, if they're just a a little bit off or something, there's something in us that, that makes us want to be aware of that person. I think that's just like our instinct to survive. Um, but some would, some would probably tell me, Oh, you're stereotyping. Oh, definitely. You know? um, and I disagree. Like, like that's, I'm, I'm trying to survive. Mm-hmm. If this, if this guy's, you know, throwing up red flags because he, he's acting weird, smells like weed and you know, whatever else sure. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm not going to turn my back on that guy. Yeah. I, I gotcha. No, I mean, um, I, I definitely see, see what you're getting at. I'm going to try to be delicate on this, uh, particular topic. Um, but that, you know, that's, that's something we, we struggle with every day. You know what I mean? Um, plenty of times that you stop, a stop a vehicle and like, like you're saying, you're just reading body language. They're super nervous and you don't know why. Um, and you start asking questions and all of a sudden you're being accused that, you know, you're racist and you're stereotyping. Well, no, um, you know, you're, you're displaying unusual behavior to me. So I am going to ask you some questions. It's, it's kind of my job to, I get paid to stick my nose into people's business essentially. So, um, I am going to ask you questions and, and dig a little deeper. Uh, if you're nervous just cause the police are around, then nothing's going to come out of this. You know what I mean? So, um, but I, I guess your your question is, uh, as a civilian, I I guess um, let me I guess let me ask it this way: Is do you believe that's kind of in all of us? Like if some if somebody is acting nervous with body language, whatever, and you're kind of getting that vibe from them that something's off. That's you think that's in all of us as a matter of survival? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, what is it? Ninety percent of uh, communication is non-verbal. nonverbal. Yeah. So, um, no, it, it, that's, that's definitely, a, a a natural, it's just an observation. You're, you're acting goofy. Why are you acting goofy? Um, I, I don't think it's in all of us to pick up on that kind of stuff. I, I agree. Um, there are, there are people that, that kind of stuff just right over yep. their head. It's um, like, why didn't you see that coming? Yeah. Um, I, I really, I think that's where the only difference lies. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make someone feel bad for, for feeling that way, I guess. Good. Okay. Um, so I think both of these stories that you've heard or you, you have heard mm-hmm. about me in the past, but the only two times I had an unfortunate incident with law enforcement was when I was doing something stupid. And so I can, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't necessarily remember the order. Both of them were within like a year or two of each. No, they had to be with like within a year of each other. So back when I had my exterior painting business, I think this was, I don't remember if this was when we were working together or maybe mm-hmm. a little bit prior, but, um, you know, we were told to go around and, and put out flyers. That whole business the cold model. calling. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, this wasn't actually cold calling, like knocking on doors. We were just supposed to put flyers on oh, mailboxes, okay. which I don't even think was legal. Like we were being told to do this kind of stuff. So we would, we would drive around and fold up a flyer and put it between the flag and the actual box. Sure. Um, but anyway, I, I felt weird doing it and I didn't like people cause people always look at you like, like, what are you doing yeah, with my mailbox? Doing with my mailbox? Cause like you should either be putting something in or taking something out yeah. and you should be driving a, you know, USPS mm. vehicle and right. I wasn't. And so I would, there's, there's multiple things I did wrong here. I was doing it at night because I didn't want people to look at me weird. Sure. But the problem is if you're doing it at night and the people do see you, you look more suspicious. Mm. So I got the cops calling me one time when I was doing this. Okay. <laughs> so I'm driving through a, you know, a, a subdivision, putting flyers in, you know, on, in between like the flags in the box. And all of a sudden a car pulls up. I'm like, oh, no, that's a cop car. Mm-hmm. And the officer gets out. This just starts asking me what I'm doing. I start trying to explain it to him, start showing him the flyers and yeah. stuff. And well, the, the community thought I was stealing mail out of mailboxes. Sure. Apparently they had, I think they had had somebody doing that before. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm, I'm talking to him. Here comes another cop car and then another cop car. See, Pretty soon the whole cavalry's out there. I, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. Um, <laughs> people for whatever reason just can't stand that. Uh, when there's multiple, multiple well, cops. I, but no, I know, I don't mind it. What I'm saying is, is I was, I did look very suspicious. Mm. That's my point. Yeah. Is like, was that like an unfortunate incident? Yeah, but it was, I, I like looking back, I'm just like, that was so suspicious. Like right. I would have called the cops on me too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And if, if I would have heard that call come over, you know, over the radio, I would be like, yeah, let's, let's head over there. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. 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 And I, you know what? I'm sure, um, I know you don't know this, but. Uh, the calls we get for stuff are just unusual amounts of the time are just blown way out of proportion. Okay. I, yeah. I like, I, I'm sure you were in the initial call they got, you were probably doing donuts in the street <laughs> and running mailboxes over. And, uh, you know, here, lo and behold, they find you're just trying to advertise for your painting business. <laughs> um, but you know, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was not being critical of, you know, the law enforcement, anyway, that way I was saying that was my fault. That was me being mm. stupid, the dumb college kid. But thankfully in that situation, one of the cops knew me. He was like, Landon, is that you? <laughs> what the heck are you doing out here, boy? <laughs> and I was like, I gotcha. I'm so glad you're here. Right. <laughs> so once they kind of fir- figured out like that he knew me and everything, they were like, ah, we can go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but, no, but uh, to back up to you, the, the uh, previous point that you're trying to make about uh, noticing body language, yeah. um, I guess what, what comes to mind for me, um, Chris Chris Kyle, right? You familiar yeah. with Chris Kyle? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, when they were in the car, you know, he was he was picking up on stuff like that too. Okay. You know what when I mean? When he was in the car with yeah, the guy that there's something off with this him. guy. You know, okay. that he's sending text messages. So it's something everybody, hopefully you have. I don't know. You should you should be picking up on stuff. That sixth sense or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't that think was, it's wrong to just be 
skeptical. Yeah. Yeah, you know, something's not right here. So Now, if it makes you treat that person as like a lower human being, that's what's wrong. But as far as being more aware, Mm -hmm. that's a good, I think that's a, like you said, that's a skill, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. If you're, if you can read people. Yeah. Um, the other incident, my truck was getting worked on mm-hmm. at the body shop mm-hmm. and I went to pick it up and it was, I, I had worked late. And so it was one of those things where, um, I, I was some, somehow I was able to get the keys and I was just picking up the vehicle. I, I had already paid, but it was late at night. The shop was closed. And so I was in this parking lot with a whole bunch of other cars that were getting worked on. And I was just sitting in my truck in, in the truck that I was getting and someone saw me out there and, and they, they called the cops. Okay. It was in a rough neighborhood, you know, okay. granted. So like, you know, some, some guy just kind of like sitting in a vehicle out, out and, and someone had dropped me off so I could, so I could pick up the truck. And so this cop car pulls in the parking lot and I'm just sitting there in my truck. And this is, this is just complete, um, me being an idiot and, uh, naive. Well, he pulls behind me with, you know, spotlight on my truck and, you sit there for a little bit. You got out. Re- read read the plates. I got out. I was like, uh, I was like, he doesn't know why I'm here. He's sitting there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know what, again, I was young and naive. And I was like, oh, he's probably wondering what I'm doing here. I was like, I'll just go tell him what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, under, I, I, I can't think of a um, scenario where approaching a squad car is, is ever a good idea for you. I think I had like one foot on the ground and I would imagine the spotlight was on me. So I couldn't see him very well, mm-hmm. but he was out of his car and he was like, get back in the car. That's a good way to get yelled at. He pointed something at me. Okay. I couldn't tell what it was cause mm-hmm. of the light. I didn't know if it was a taser or a gun, mm-hmm. but I was like, yep, I'll, I'm, I'm getting back in the truck. <laughs> right. But again, this was a rough neighborhood, very rough neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And late at night, um, I, I you know, Yes, I had a reason for being there, but that was just like, you know, there's a lot of reasons that were, that would have been bad that I could have been there as well. Sure. So again, I didn't, I didn't blame the guy. Like after I kind of, once I kind of learned that, yeah, you don't, you you wait for them to come to you. You don't go to them. But again, me, me being stupid. Yeah. That's, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it, take it personally. Oh no, Um, I I don't. Because again, like he was trying to protect himself. Like in that moment, I was a threat to him. Right. I mean, I wasn't, but how is he supposed to know that I yeah, didn't have a weapon on me or that, something like that? That's all it is, is he, like, I mean, and like I told you earlier, 90% of the calls we get are blown out of proportion, so um, you, you don't know what he was under the impression that you were doing at the time, so, um, yeah, that's just, no, uh, for, for anyone listening, never, never, uh, Get out and start walking back. That's that's probably not the best move. I think when I told you about that later, because like I said, I think this was like when we were working together, you were like, haven't you watched Cops? <laughs> Don't yeah, you see I mean, Cops? Yeah, Don't see get it, out. You see it all the time on there. Um, My but, whole point in telling those stories is just don't do not do don't do suspicious stuff. And especially if you're if you're in a scenario that I mean, I'm talking to two civilians. Mm-hmm. If you're in a scenario where, like in that case, it was night, it was in a rough area, where it could look bad, what you're doing could look bad. Sure. Be that much more careful. If there's law enforcement around, watch yourself, you know, keep 
keep your hands visible, you know, look them in the eye and yeah. be respectful. And honestly, I mean, you don't, I, I wouldn't even say you have to be more careful about not looking suspicious because you are, you're just, you're minding your own business. You're, you're picking your car up. Um, that's ultimately it's our job to show up and, and figure out what's going on. If we get a call about you, um, that's, that's where I, that's what I meant earlier when I said, you got to be able to talk to people because yeah. you, you show up to something like that. They're like, what, you know, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. I'm just picking my car up. Yeah. Why are you bothering me? Um, just, you know, talk to them, explain it. And then you, very quickly they'll realize, oh, he's not here to mess with me. He's just, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And, uh, usually they, they work out. No, no incidents. So, um, just, I, I guess kind of be patient given the, the circumstances, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to do my job and many other people are just trying to do their job. So, um, little patience goes a long way, I guess. From both sides. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because regardless of what the reality of the circumstances are, the officer doesn't know that. Like you said, he just got, he's just there because of a Mm -hmm. call, you know, Mm -hmm. how is he going to know why you're innocent unless you talk to him? Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, and and stuff like that, lots of times that's, that's the issue. You're showing up here. um, I'm not even doing anything wrong. And you know, you're, I got other people looking at me wondering why the police are over here talking to me and I'm, I'm not accusing you of doing anything wrong. I'm just, Trying to have a conversation with you, figure out what what you're doing. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. If there's, if you give me a reasonable explanation, I'm sure this will be over in a couple minutes, and I'll be out of your hair. Yeah. You never have to see me again. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, you know, you know, every. I don't know. I, I've just kind of learned the hard way. It's just like if if you want positive experiences with law enforcement, just be a good person, be respectful. Yeah. And don't be an idiot, you know. Yeah. I mean, and just like anything else, you'll like like you, we'll use you as an example. You 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 may have made a uh a simple mistake and uh, you know, not really that there's anything inherently wrong with doing that, but it's just it's a safety thing for us. But yeah. Uh, you you learn that's that's not a good thing to do in that scenario so um just just like everything else you know you you learn from from stuff you do unfortunately some people don't know that yeah so patience on our on our side uh you know goes a long way in that in that scenario so it's it's neat to hear you talk about that cold just kind of what you've what you've learned about people and just whether it's reading people, interacting with people, just with the the few years that you've been in law enforcement, mm-hmm. you probably, you probably have learned, well, just like, you know, from working in retail, you learn so much about people in I, retail. I'm telling you, man, retail is worse. <laughs> it is worse. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, uh, I would never go back to work in retail. I think, I think you should have to work retail or be a, a uh, waiter and waitress just work with people yep. in some way and uh I agree. 
yeah. any type of customer service. Every yes. everybody should do some type of customer service position. Like you said, either like a waiter, waitress, mm-hmm. work in retail. You'll learn. It is you'll learn brutal. About people. Brutal. Yeah. Um. Anything else you're gonna say about that? I don't want to cut you off. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. So kind of, kind of stemming from that. Um, other than obeying the law, mm. what could the community, society, whatever you want to call us, what what could citizens do that would make law enforcement's job easier? Other than obeying the law, um, a lot of it is just minding your own business. There are tons of people out there. Um, when when I'm trying to interact with, let's say, you're my uh, a violator in, in whatever is going on, um, you know, Joe the neighbor is trying to come out and, and you know, butt into the conversation, and, and it's just, it totally makes it way more difficult. And I, I guess that would be the one... One thing I could say, just if it's got nothing to do with you, just stay out of it. When I wrote that question, I was wondering what you would say. I was trying to imagine what you would say. I didn't. I never thought of no? that. But think of all these 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 you know nutcases with their phones out whenever you know something's going on, like an incident with law enforcement. They oh yeah, with their, their cell phone. Out. Yeah, and and that's what I mean too. Yeah, um, it's like mind your own business. Yeah, it. That's that's something. I haven't, luckily, thank God, I haven't had too much experience with people sitting there trying to record me, um, but it's it's a weird feeling, yeah. you know what I mean? And like you said, also, just like if you're, you're dealing with a violator and someone else is trying to, like, be an advocate for them mm-hmm. or defend them or just like, like you know, like... Yeah, um... You're making a you're making an uncomfortable situation a, a bad situation. Ex- you know? Exactly. I mean, if 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 you mind your own business, I'm not. But it it takes something that that's not a big deal and immediately starts just amping it up. So I honestly, uh, if I would say that's one of the biggest things that our listeners can take away from this episode is. Mind your own business. Yeah. If, if if law enforcement's working, let them let them do their job. Yeah. I'm, I mean, that's it's kind of a double edged sword, I guess, because we we get calls and stuff, um, and usually that comes from a person being curious about sure. what's going on. Yeah. Um, and in some cases, it's a good thing that they were curious, and uh, yeah. I guess maybe we're a little nosy. Uh, sometimes it's a good thing, but I don't know. Like I said, double-edged sword. And the, what you're saying is there's there's a there's a line there, yeah. you know, that you don't because it's it's disrespectful. It's it's not your job, and again, you're just you're making the you're making the situation worse. You're escalating the situation because mm-hmm. it's one more person that they have to try to calm down and. They're not the subject in that moment. Then you know it's just sure, stay, yeah. stay out of it. Yeah, but yeah. but I, I do see what you're saying. It it an an aware and in a in a, um, a community that looks after itself that it, you know that, that calls the police when something doesn't look right and that kind of looks after their neighbors and stuff like that. That is helpful to you guys. Sure. So again, it's all about everybody kind of working together. You know. Yeah. 
Definitely. So this question, this next question here, hopefully this isn't something that you get asked often, but what do you find most rewarding about being a law enforcement officer? I, 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 I guess my question, it's a little difficult to answer because like I said uh, earlier, you know, a lot, I think a lot of people genuinely do get into this profession because they want to affect people's lives in a positive way. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't always work that way in a direct manner. Um, so I, I guess the most rewarding, rewarding aspect about this job is um, you, do, you do make a difference for your community. You do make positive impacts. Unfortunately, most of the time it's indirectly and not directly with specific people, if that makes sense. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. I mean, um, take not, not so good people out of, out of the community or, um, you know, you might make a big drug bust, get a bunch of that stuff off the street and out of your community. It's that kind of thing. So, unfortunately, it's just an indirect rather than directly affecting people in a positive way. And when people see you, they might not necessarily correlate you to that positive change. Uh, they, they might. Yeah, you know, I, I think they do. Like I said, um, I get told all the time, thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just about every day. Good. So, good. I, I think people know. Good. The vast majority of people appreciate you. Good. So, you know, yeah. We all make plans. You know, back back when we were working together, I had next to no plans back then. Yeah. Well, I mean, you. Same. I mean, like I said, I I had no uh, no goals really. Yeah. I was just kind of floating around. But looking back, I feel like you had your life under a lot more control than I did with mine. Just you think so? You were, I, I think my parents might disagree <laughs> with you there. But the, the class that we had together—that I think was a it was uh, a political science. Yeah, poli sci. What did you get in that class? Oh, probably a C. I don't think I. Are you sure? I thought yeah. you got something higher than that. No, I don't think so. I was. I flunked. You well. <laughs> You know, it it happens to all of us. I I flunked classes too. I I was no uh, no four student by any means. Okay. So okay, I, you're just your work ethic. I was always just impressed by your work ethic and everything. And college just wasn't my thing, which is you know I I never graduated. I was I was I was flunking classes because I didn't care. You mm-hmm. know, I I didn't study, and it just it wasn't. I didn't really see how it was going to apply to my life later on. Sure, and. The reality is, yeah, it, it didn't. Really, I mean, it's it's not for everyone. I I hated every second of it. Uh, some people love college. I I couldn't stand it. Uh, but you made it through. You toughed it out. I didn't. Yeah, but I tell you what, if if my parents hadn't have been on my ass, okay, um, I I don't think I'd have made it. I really don't. But uh, they, I mean, they would hound me and. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I flunked classes. Ah, oh, man. I was, they, I mean, they gave it to me. They were pissed. <laughs> they were pissed. But, but uh, without them, I wouldn't have made it, man. Okay. 
But looking back, you're probably grateful because you have to have a degree in order to get into law enforcement. Yeah. Um, or, or GED. Uh, maybe for some. Yeah. Um, for ours, uh, they actually lowered it to you only needing an associate's degree. Uh, that's, okay. how, that's how bad we are hurting for people. Um, is they're, they're willing to do stuff like that. Okay. Uh, before it was a bachelor's, you needed a bachelor's degree. Okay. And they've lowered it to, uh, only needing an associates. Um, they're starting to pull back on the, uh, physical requirements, which is shocking. Yeah. And, uh, actually I think if, if you were in the military and you served in a combat zone, um, that also... Because um, you can get in the military with no college. Correct. Yeah, so you can go right out of high school. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I some guys in my class, uh, my academy class, they served in uh, Afghanistan. Okay. And uh, being in a combat zone, I think for a year, you're you're qualified to apply. So, um, don't quote me on that, but uh, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's other ways. There's other avenues to uh, to end up here. But how does it how does it feel when these when these um, Nimrods start start <laughs> saying things like defund the police and stuff like that? How does that feel? Um, you know, obviously it's not a good feeling. Um, and I guess, forgive me, that's, that's kind of a dumb question the way I worded it, but I guess, yeah, el- elaborate on that. It obviously doesn't feel very well. What does this tell you about that individual, other than that they're very ignorant? Uh, I, again, this is one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to tread lightly on. Of course, um, of course. I... It's like I said. Obviously, it's not a good feeling to uh, feel like anyone in the community feels like you're more of a uh, nuisance than a solution to problems. Um, I think this comes down to we are going to have to kind of be open-minded. Or I mean, we we I guess need to be open-minded in the sense that they feel. Um, the people who are, are saying stuff like that, I guess, feel attacked in one way or another. And are, when you say you're being more open-minded, are you, are you saying, like, maybe you need to... Are you asking yourself the question, well, why do they feel that way? Sure, yeah. What, I mean, what, that's kind of what I'm getting at okay, here. Okay, okay. Um, what is it that, we're, that we would be doing that would make sure, them feel that way? Right. Uh, every, everybody's experienced different things to make mm-hmm. them feel a certain way. Um, who, who am I to say they don't genuinely feel that way? Uh, if you do. Cause you don't ever, you never, you never even know if it's just political, like whether they really mean that sure. or if it's just, if they're yeah. trying to, you know. Um, honestly, I, I, I don't pay that much attention to it. I, you know, you could scream that at me and okay, you know, I'm going to keep on going my merry way and, uh, I, that's something I guess I've gotten good at is like I talked about earlier is just compartmentalizing that kind of stuff. Um, kind of goes in one ear out the other. 
it's just it, it's kind of how you have to deal with it if you hang on to that stuff for i think i've got 30 30 years left doing this um you know you're gonna drive yourself mad yeah so you, you develop a a thick skin um in this profession if you don't i i think like i said you're, you're probably gonna struggle um at some point, somebody is going to say some stuff to try to hurt your feelings. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I try not to let it bother me. So. No, I think, I think that's an amazing attitude if, and that's, that's something that I think we all, well, personally, I, I struggle with that. Personally, mm-hmm. if, if somebody were to attack me or I was going to say my profession, like the thing with, with law enforcement, it's, it's just different because your, your life is on the line. It's, it's not just like, it's not like my profession. Mm-hmm. So if so, I guess what my point is, is if somebody were to badmouth my profession, I don't think I would, it would really bother me because it my identity isn't really so wrapped up into it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Whereas like with you, this is a lifelong career, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but you're, 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 you're putting yourself in harm's way sure. as part of your job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I don't know. It's, I, I appreciate what you shared and kind of your attitude because, you know, I kind of have to look at myself and be like, you know, you think you got problems and, and like, like, cause like I said, like I can take certain things personally, you know, people say this or that about sure. me or, or, or something that I, I believe in and, uh, you know, the comments you read on social media and <clears> stuff <throat> like that. And I, I've heard it said once that emotions make good servants, but they make poor masters. Say that to me one more time. Emotions make good servants, but they make poor masters. Sure. So, uh, in other words, we don't want to be led by our emotions mm-hmm. and, and, and our actions dictated by our emotions, right. essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I hear from you, is like you kind of have to keep, if you were, if you didn't have thick skin, like you said, those mm-hmm. emotions would get to you and it would it would affect the way you treated others and the way sure. you did your job. And that's something all of us need to remember. And mm-hmm. not just law enforcement is, there's a time, again, there's a time and place for emotions. It can be a good, a good servant. Sure. But, um, but don't let it drive you. Don't let it, don't let it dictate your, mm-hmm. your I, actions I, and your outcome. I think, uh, I think we've seen a few cases where maybe that was the case. You have, if we're talking about this profession specifically, maybe some people that were making decisions based off emotion rather than um, logical thoughts and I I guess, and more, more often than not, it's probably going to have a negative, negative result. So um, I like that saying, I like, I'd agree with it. Just, I did not write this question down, but it just came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the, this is all I have as, as far as questions, unless something else pops into my head. But 
you were mentioning like how hard it is to get people in law enforcement now to hire oh, new, oh, new yeah. officers. Mm-hmm. Do you see it, it's become a trend and it's kind of getting worse and worse due to multiple factors in our society right now. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Does it, does it, is that getting better at all? Or is it, is there really no end in sight to there being a struggle to get more people into law sure. enforcement? Um, so like I said, I've, I, you know, I'm, I'm about to start year four. Um, so I, I haven't been, um, in this profession that long, but, uh, I, I hear older, older guys talking about it. And, uh, if you think of it like a pendulum, um, right now we're on the, the, uh, negative side of the swing. Um, but it's going to come back around because I, they, they say it always does. So, um, we're hopeful that, that it will. Um, but I can tell you right now, we are, we are short. Um, there's many days that, uh, you know, we don't even have enough people to cover a shift. So, um, yeah, we're just, we're going to be, keep our fingers crossed, be hopeful. Has this gotten worse just since you've been in law enforcement? Oh, yeah. Since you became a police officer? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, and as I'm sure you've seen some of the stuff on the news, you know, um, uh, they, they will put negative stuff, front page news, but, uh, the positive stuff you'll never see. So, um, we're, we're seeing more negative stuff as of late and it, it has had a huge impact on it. Um, we, <clears throat> we're trying to throw classes through right now and every time we do, it's, it's, it's awesome for us cause you know, we've got more people, but, uh, they they can't even fill classes for it. Nobody wants to do it. So hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. Yeah, that's a, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, um, do you you want an application? <laughs> <laughs> it's crossed my mind a couple of times. I, not gonna I, lie. I think you'd like it. Honestly, um, as much negative stuff as there is about the job, it. It is honestly the best job, I think, for me. Um, and when I say that, I go to work from my driveway, right? Yeah. Um, punctuality was never really my thing. So um, you, you really, you can't beat going to work from your driveway. Yeah. Um, they understand the the stress that comes with this job. There is never a time I can't take a day off. I can take pretty much any day off I want. Uh, that's something all my friends have been like, man, how, how do you how do you take this many days off? And I'm just like, it just comes with the job. Um, I'm so thankful you get that, though, because you need that time to recharge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. But, uh, like, w- one of my one of my better friends I work with, he's, he just had a kid. I mean, he's he gets 10 weeks off for paternity leave. That's awesome. So that's awesome. Um, they, they take care of you. Okay. You, you got to deal with a bunch of stuff, but they take care of you. So, I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you'd want to share? No, I think we. Uh, I think we had a pretty good, uh, pretty good coverage. What's it like uh, eating, like like in the car and everything like that? Oh man, it's terrible. Yeah. Like, you ever just see that overweight 
you know, slow moving, old timer cop. He's just, yeah. I mean, like I said, we work night shift. Um, you're you're stuck eating fast food unless you're super proactive and you know meal prepping and making some good stuff, which is not me. Uh, you know, I've never been that type of person. But uh, yeah, you're kind of stuck with eating Denny's and Denny's, all that other stuff. Eating in your car is terrible. Um, got that belt on, you know. It's just, it's not fun. So, you know, I I sit here and I I, I talk about the the negative stuff. That's that's me making excuses. Oh, I no, I I, um, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, there's if. You're just, these are the challenges that you have to overcome. Yeah, right. That's all you're saying. I just haven't figured out a way to overcome them yet. Um, I, I think you're doing all right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, you don't even get to eat, you know? Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, there's been plenty of times. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting down to strap on the feed bag, and then, you know, you get a call, and unfortunately that's the way it goes. But uh, it's very, I guess what I'm trying to say, it's very easy to develop um, bad habits. I see what so. you're saying. Everything that you're saying, like, that's why I asked you because I, I don't think, I want people, anybody who's listening to this, I want them to understand that it's, that there's so much that we don't know about your, what you do. Mm-hmm. And we don't know those little challenges. Like that, those are things that, you know, people don't think of. Sure. Is that you might not get to eat. Mm-hmm. Or when you do get to eat, it's, it's going to be something cheap and yeah. maybe not so healthy. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, yeah. Well, hey, man, appreciate you coming out today, sitting down with me, having a chat. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for your service, serving the community. But uh, maybe we'll do this again sometime. Absolutely. Can't wait. Thanks, man. Yep. I sure enjoyed this conversation and hope each of you did as well. I want to give a special thank you to Cole for joining me on this episode, and I hope this was a reminder to all of us to be grateful to our men and women in uniform and consider the sacrifice they make to keep our community safe. I missed having Braden with me on this episode, but rest assured he will be back next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Inquire Inside. Thank you all so much for tuning in today, and we'll catch you next time. Take care.